Hey there, welcome to Havilah's podcast. This is Ben Cunnington welcoming you. We always love having you join us here on the podcast. Today we're going to tune in to a short teaching. It's about 10 minutes long uh, called Overcoming Shame. It's a great one. Would love to have you stick around to the end. So again, thanks for popping on and we'll see you at the end. So what happens to Eve? It's interesting. We kind of landed at this point where Eve is having a conversation with the enemy, the serpent, and he's telling her that God, he's overstating what God had asked her to do. And she's beginning to take the bait and talk to him. And we land at this place in Genesis chapter three, where we kind of find out what happens. So grab your journal, grab your coffee and your Bible, and let's get started in this kind of thought process of where Eve is. So we land in verse seven and it says, immediately the two of them did see what was really going on. Remember they ate the apple and they were told that they would know everything and they did immediately. They saw themselves naked. They sewed fig leaves together as a makeshift clothing for themselves. When they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and the woman The man and his wife hid in the trees of the garden. They hid from God. God called the man. Where are you? He said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. And God said, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I told you not to eat from? I guess I'm just struck with this thought of God. He's the ultimate dad, the one that loves them, made them, is walking with them. And Adam and Eve are doing, and God is seeing all of this. It's not like God didn't know, but he's watching this play out, but he's giving them the right to be to be themselves, to be powerful, to choose him. And they, they take the fruit, they eat it, and instantaneously they are aware. And the it's, it's impossible to really understand what they're experiencing unless you kind of flip back a page to the other chapter, the previous chapter, and we understand how they were living. And in chapter two, verse 25, it says that Adam and Eve, um, they knew each other and they were naked and unashamed. It says that in that verse, they knew each other, they were naked and unashamed. In fact, that's kind of where the passage ends. It's like God wanted us to know that, well, that man and woman could be together intimately and see each other and experience sexuality, but have no shame in it. And, and that word, that original Hebrew word, uh, means bush. It's the, it's the Hebrew word that originates from the thought that they are, uh, to, it means to be ashamed, to be ashamed, and to be disappointed. And so it says there was no bush. There was no shame. There was no part of being ashamed. There was no part of being disappointed. In fact, them being together, they felt fulfilled. It was exactly as God had designed them. And so we find that that's how they were living without shame, without being ashamed, without any disappointment. They were living in fullness and fulfillment. And now all of a sudden they're naked and ashamed. That word changes in the Hebrew. So from one meaning to the other, that second meaning means something entirely different. Think about the moment my boys, you know, they're young and they oftentimes will be in their underwear and their capes and they'll be running around our house and jumping from, you know, furniture to furniture piece and and loving life. And I think about them and when I see them, I think about the innocence of their childhood, the purity of their existence. And I think about, I guess, two hopes that I have for them um, that I think are simultaneously the same hopes that God would have for us. 
And one of those is I want them to know that they are enough. I want them to see themselves and I want them to like realize that their body and the difference between, they look different than their brother. They're made differently. Um, they are, they, they think differently, but they are enough entirely. Their body, their physical part, their spiritual part, their, their anatomy, it's, it's all enough. It's how God created them. And it, it is, it's exactly what they need to be, that they are enough. They don't need to add to it. What they were created to be is full and entirely enough. But secondly, I want them to know that as they were created, that it's good. It's not bad. It's not something they have to be afraid of or ashamed of. Their body or their sexuality or their, or who they are is not something to, to deny. It's actually something to enjoy. It's part of who they are. I want them to know that what God made in them is enough and they don't have to be disappointed with it and they don't have to be ashamed of it and they don't have to be afraid of it, but that God knew what he was doing when he made them. No, I'm not naive to realize that our world, that they're going to experience some shame. They're going to bump into shame because you can't live on the earth without bumping into to kind of a, a false sense of, of confidence. And what I want us to realize is, is two things. The first thing is, is that shame is a result of sin. There was no shame before sin entered the earth, but not all shame is bad. This is important. Now, follow me on this a little because... You might go, well, shame is bad. Why are you saying that? But follow me for a minute. You know, what's important is that shame is the thing that leads us back to God. It's the thing that we understand we need God. You see, when Adam and Eve fell, when they were in the garden, they ate the fruit. They went out on their own. They decided to believe the lie that they were not enough and what they were created was not entirely good and that they needed something more. But when we go out on our own and we walk away from what God has done, we have, it's called sin. And I don't know, like newsflash, spoiler alert, but we're all sinful. If you look at the 10 commandments there, I'm guaranteed there's one of them that you would have broken. Remember Jesus upped the, upped the ante in the new Testament and said, not only is it sleeping with somebody outside of marriage, it's actually looking at a woman with lust in your eyes. I mean, we're talking about God saying, it's not just killing somebody. It's actually hating somebody in your heart. I mean, he was like, Hey, Let's just stop with the whole, I'm good enough, I'm perfect, I, sin doesn't apply to me. We're all sinful. We all have parts of us that are broken. We do things that we don't want to do. We do it anyway. We hurt people without meaning to, but we do. There is a bro we're in a part of a broken world and we are often broken a part of that. That doesn't, that's not to leave us helpless. It's actually to help us. When we realize that we're sinful, that, that we do things that are wrong, that we do things that we don't want to do, but we do them, it's not to break our relationship with God. In fact, it's to pull us closer to Him, to realize, listen, that part of us that feels ashamed by what we've done, what we've said, what we've seen, what we've participated in, it allows us to realize that that, that broken part of our relationship with Him wants us to connect back to Him. It's to draw us to Him. In fact, it's the very thing that allows us to need a savior, to need him. If you were perfect, you wouldn't need God. If you did everything right, you wouldn't need a God who made it right. So you need him. That's part of us being his. It's part of us needing him in a beautiful way. So sin allows us to reach out for a savior, to need a God, to connect with a God. And this means that we are, we are in need of God. So shame is an invitation to God. And the truth is, it's an opportunity, it's an invitation to reconnect with him, to sit at his table and eat a new type of food. And we're gonna talk about that in the week to come. But shame is 
is not how God intended us to live. And shame, living with shame does not create a whole heart. It doesn't create a whole life. We need to get rid of that. And the Bible says um, that purity, biblical purity, is being free from guilt and shame, which means we can experience guilt and shame, but we have a remedy. We have a solution. We have an ability to get rid of that and to, to fix that, which we'll talk more about as we get going. So it's interesting that, that Adam said, hey, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid. And so I hid. I hid. And that word, it says, it says that he hid because he was naked. That word naked is not the same that we find in Genesis chapter two. We actually find a different type of naked. And this naked means to be naked. It also means to be helpless. It means um, that we are ashamed. And what happens is oftentimes when we eat at the wrong table, we eat at the table of our enemy. Guess what? We feel helpless. We feel ashamed. We can feel dependent upon, we, we, I guess we feel embarrassed because we know it's not a fully satisfying meal. We know that doing this or doing that isn't how we were intended to live, but we're afraid of being hungry. We're afraid of our own hunger. And what God wants to do is teach us how to eat healthy meals, teach us to eat the right meals. And so the enemy wants to put shame on display. He wants you to be embarrassed about your, the, what you've eaten. He wants you to hide. He wants you to act like you didn't eat it. But the truth is when we come out from hiding and we come out into the open and we say, it's true, I ate the fruit, it's true. I saw that it was good, I wanted to know. I didn't care about losing my innocence. I didn't care about losing all my dignity or my reputation. I wanted to eat it and it left me ashamed. It left me feeling helpless. It left me feeling isolated. That's the only moment we can actually come to Christ. And he says, come here. And we're gonna find about, out about that tomorrow we're going to find out how he remedies this. But there's a point when we realize that shame is not the thing that breaks us. It's the thing that reconnects us. It's the thing that draws us to him. And God is saying to us in our own lives, come out of hiding. I know what happened. I know what you've done. I know how dissatisfied you are, how ashamed you are. I know, I know the disconnect. I want to be reconnected. So come, come out of hiding and come to me. Today, if there's something in your life where you feel disconnected, maybe you've never really served him. You've never really given your life to Christ. I want to give you an opportunity today to say, I want to be yours. I want to come out of hiding. I want to reconnect. Ask him. Ask him. He's ready and available. He wants you to be with him. I love you guys. Thank you for connecting today with me a little, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast on overcoming shame. I hope you enjoyed it. We love having you uh, join us here in the podcast. And of course, we always love hearing from you. Um, I'd love for you to do two things. We always love when you review or rate the podcast. Uh, it, it just helps it get it out there. Sharing it with your friends. If this impacted you in some way, we'd love to know about it. We always love hearing from you. And um, I'd love to also, one way you can actually do that is if you're listening to this on your phone, which probably most of you are, um, take a screenshot of this podcast and share it to social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you're using, and just, uh, yeah, share it with your friends. Anyways, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you next time.